<laughs> oh, hello, friends. I have less space here than I used to have. I'm I'm all messed up in my cords. <laughs> no, what's happening right what's now? Ha- what? What's happening right I've lost, now? I've lost control. Here. Nick, fix my headphones. Is no. this what happens when we have a producer? I think so. I have so little to do I now like it. that I just have to mess around with trying to do cool intros, and I messed it up. I don't think you messed it up. Welcome back to the Ike and Misty program, everybody. I'm your host and solo talent on this show all by myself, the very talented Ike. Joining me today, the somewhat present Misty Roberts. I'm not so sure what I'm supposed to say to that. A, a witty retort, perhaps. This is Misty from the Misty and Ike Ruin the Internet Show. And I'm here today to talk about what I think the craziest mob hit stories are. I'm Misty. And I'm Ike. The next 15 minutes, we're going to debate pop culture. My background's in music. My background's in film. I know the topics beforehand. And I don't. We check the internet for the facts. And ruin it with opinions. From pop rocks in your lunchbox. To Happy Meal toys and swatch clocks. So I'm going to talk about that. Okay. May I join you? Yeah. Okay, great. Excellent choice. Yep, yep. Hello, Nick. Hello, Nick. Hello, Nick. (laughs) Shall we begin with the timer? I think we shall begin. And shall we snap it onto the screen? I think we shall snap it onto the screen. Did it work? I don't know. Awesome. (laughs) I hope so. Find out in 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 the latest edit. Cool. Um, great. The most something mafia stuff. The craziest mafia hits. Ooh, like the horse in Scarface. Yeah, kind of uh, like I that. I mean, um, not Scarface. But I mean, like real ones, not just ones in the movies. Right. Real, real weird. <clears throat> yeah. Mafia hits. While you're looking it up, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off. All right. Okay. Uh, yep. All right, so Angelo Bruno was the head of the Philadelphia crime family Mm -hmm. um, for two decades. He was named the Gentle Don because instead of killing people, he liked to sit down and talk things out. Um, So he decided at one point to allow the New York City five families um, to start operating in Atlantic City, which was at that point more the domain of the Philadelphia mob. And he would get a percentage of that. And that made his crew very, very angry. And he was killed in 1980. So it was determined that um, his consigliere, which I think means like his assistant. Oh. Is that what that means? I mean, you know, it's uh, it's more of an executive assistant. Okay. I mean, it's like. So like his closest bro. Anyway, that guy's name was Antonio Caponegro, and he ordered the hit with approval. So they found the body in the trunk of a car in the Bronx, and he had been tortured, beaten, strangled, and repeatedly stabbed and shot. But here's the kicker. His mouth and his butt were stuffed with $300 in dollar bills, a message that he had become too greedy. By taking that agreement with the five fams. Does it say <laughs> how much in each part? It doesn't. That's a very interesting question. Yeah. How much, you know. 
It doesn't say how much. <laughs> <But then> like, <laughs> how much was his butt worth? <laughs> and how much was his mouth worth, right? So and yeah, that's where they got Mr. Buttersworth. But it was dollar bills. So three hundred in dollar bills. That's a, oh, a fairly I'm, fat stack to shove up someone's butt in I'm their mouth. <laughs> definitely going more in the butt than in the mouth for sure. Oh, totally. Totally. Someone's going to isolate that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They will. I'm definitely like, going more. No. Yeah. Don't isolate yeah. that. I'm going to uh, learn how to isolate things just so that I can make a, a recording. Oh, we talked about this earlier. Let's make it a clip. Let's make it a clip. That okay. is a clip. So anyways, that's pretty yuck, right? Yeah. Like, oh, that's pretty crap. That's a good way to start <laughs> it out. That, that's pretty crap. <laughs> now, I wonder if they clean the money off. 300 to bucks. To keep it? 300 bucks back then was a lot of money. In 1980? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like, not to a mob family. Um, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I that's, wonder if the mortician. I, that's throwaway took money it. to me. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh>. Brown money. <laughs> However I'm you want to put it. Like, yeah. yuck. Yuck. All right, so, how about the, uh, let's see here, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. I don't know about that one. Tell I don't either. About it. I'm gonna, we're going to learn together. Learn me. Learn I'm, it I'm to I'm going to read it fresh right to you. Okay. Uh, no list of mob murders would be complete without the infamous St. Valentine's Day Massacre, the climax of the Chicago gang warfare in the early 20s. The combination of smuggling opportunities during Prohibition and lack of FBI firepower and infrastructure made the Illinois city a playground for mobsters like Al Capone. Looking to control the entirety of the Chicago underworld, Capone was ruthless in taking down his enemies and consolidating his organization. In 1929, Capone's sole remaining competition was George Bugs Moran. And on Valentine's Day of that year, Capone sent two of his men dressed as police officers to raid the Northside Garage that served as the headquarters for Moran's bootlegging operations. Capone's cops pretended to arrest the seven Moran mobsters they found there, ordering them to raise their hands and stand facing a wall. But when they turned around, the cops revealed their identity via rounds of Tommy gun fire they unleashed on the men. Bugs himself narrowly evaded murder as he was running five minutes late to the garage. Wow. I'm going to start being late to every meeting we have. You should. Ever. Yeah. But he was rendered virtually powerless through the loss of so many cronies. The gruesome murder made Capone the undisputed king of Chicago, but it also led to his downfall. His official uh, marking of public enemy number one led to increased efforts to take him down. And federal authorities would eventually nab him for tax evasion. Not for killing seven dudes! Okay, so there's there's some stuff to unpack there. Yeah. So the only reason the one dude didn't die is because he was late for the meeting. The he boss. Slept yeah, bugs. And then he literally got away with a massacre mm. by saying what? I was in Florida on vaca vacay? No, no. The guy's... Bugs was who they were supposed to kill. He's part, part of the seven that were supposed to die. Right. He was late. Right. He's the one that missed out on getting dead. Yeah, but Capone... Capone... Sent those cops over there to kill those guys. Right. Isn't that the, the massacre, though, that like he got away with that massacre because he had an alibi? Well, he you know he didn't, he didn't wasn't there himself. He sent those cops to do it. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that the story, like, that there's a little bit more to that story, that that's the one he got away with. Like, they tried to actually put Al Capone in jail for that, but he had an alibi. <laughs> like, he said, I was on vacay or something to that effect. Like, I was in Florida, I think. Hmm. If I'm not 
mistaken that that's the same story. Um, okay. Yeah. So that makes it even weirder. Like, oh, I was on vacation in Florida. Sorry. I couldn't have killed those people. I couldn't have paid other people to kill those people. Oh, God. This one's gruesome. There's some pretty gnarly ones. Well, this one's a still, but I've seen the video. This dude gets like a thousand rounds in his chest. What? Yeah, and it's on video. Hey, I have a dumb question to ask. Ask ask, I, ask just, a dumb guy your dumb question. Just because I don't know much stuff. That should be a segment, by the way. Ask a dumb guy a dumb question. Yes. Oh, I have so many dumb questions. Let's go. So many. What's a Tommy gun? Okay. Uh, we should pull up a picture. I'll send you a picture. Okay. Because I don't, I, I know that's going to come up like in a lot of these articles, and I don't know what that is. Like, is okay. it a machine gun? It had a handle in the front and okay. a handle in the back, and then it had the barrel drum. It was one of the first machine guns. Okay, so it is a machine gun. Yeah, it could hold a hundred rounds. Let's see. A hundred, a hundred rounds. Is that a hundred? That's hundred bullets. How many rounds could a Tommy gun hold? Uh, it weighed almost ten pounds. Holy crap! That's a, a heavy gun. Empty. And fired 45 caliber ammunition. The magazine was either a circular drum that held 50 or 100 rounds or a box that held 20 to 30 rounds. That's a lot. Yeah, I'm going to text you a picture right now. You've seen these before. Yeah, I'm sure. I, yeah, I think I've seen it. I just like, I wanted to make sure I understood what it was when I hear, and then they fired Tommy guns. Like that it was like a, it's the a continuous like. Yeah. Shooting. It's the gangster gun <laughs> right. from the 20s and 30s. Right. I, that's still <clears throat> Animaniacs, still in my head. <laughs> um. So I have one that it's not like super gruesome, but it's like su it's very interesting how it was accomplished. I guess. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so in the 70s, there were a couple of different gangs that tried to have control over the mob dealings in Cleveland. Um, one of them was the Italian mafia. And Always. It's freaking Italians. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. On the other were was the Irish mafia led by a guy named Danny Green. So I was hoping you were going to say O'Boyle. Because that's very Irish. <laughs> I mean, O'Boyle. Can we just call him Danny O'Green? Yeah. Now <laughs> okay. you have a picture of a Tommy gun now. Okay. Perfect. Um, so Danny O'Green, <laughs> the, the Italians and the Irish had to fight each other. And a lot of times what their war consisted of was car bombings. And Danny O'Green um, himself was connected to about 80% of those car bombings. So all of a sudden he became this like personality in Cleveland. And he was like super, super duper proud of being Irish, as most Irish that I know all are. All of them. So he would wear green, and he had a green crucifix, and he drove a green car. And so uh, in 1977, he went to the dentist, and then he went to go return to his car, and a bomb went off in a neighboring car <laughs> that killed him, and they called it a Trojan horse attack. Like, Wait, they blew up the car next to him? they didn't blow up his car to kill him. They knew that he, pe people would have their eyes on that car or whatever, so they put the bomb in another car, had someone drive that car up, leave, so that that car blew up close enough to his car to kill him. So smart. Trojan horse attack. Wow. Right? Yeah. That was, that's pretty good. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's probably like, you know, like I said, it's not quite, it's not necessarily as brutal as what a lot of these are, but super smart. Yeah. I like that. What's up next? I mean... 
Sorry. Facebook's okay. telling us that our ad's running, and I know it's not. Well, it, uh, I just uh, looked it up. Al Capone did have an airtight alibi because oh, okay. he, uh, he had been called in for questioning by Dade County solicitor in Miami, to your point about the Miami thing. I was on vacay in Florida. During the time of the massacre, uh, meaning he, had, he was basically already in custody uh, for questioning. How smart. He got himself in trouble yep. to get interviewed so that he would not yes. be tied. That's uh, genius. Nick Pyatt, ladies and gentlemen. Claps. Pro- claps and Nick. snaps for Nick. Claps and snaps and claps and snaps. Claps and snaps. Clap, claps, claps, claps. Claps and snaps. Claps and snaps. That's actually like super smart. I mean, I'm surprised that more of them didn't do that more often to get out of things. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, but you never you never know if they hit you for something else while you're in there. True. But mm. I would think that you'd be like if you were smart enough to figure out to get a, a get questioned for something, you'd make sure that it was something that you also had ways out of. Right? Or that I mean, yeah, they're smart. Yeah, like you steal a pack of cigarettes or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And then you pay for them and then you have an alibi. Right. I didn't right. really steal them, Kappa. And they're like, where were you? And I'm, I was right here with you, cop. I was right here the whole time. Wow. Uh, I clicked on a Pinterest that said 752 <laughs> m- mafia murder ideas. It's, I love that there's a Pinterest board for yeah, that. <laughs> it's just literally a bunch of dead people in their cars or at the barbershop. Like, I haven't what, seen... Why was it a barbershop thing? Like, the people always got whacked at the barbershop. You're super vulnerable when you're getting a shave. Like, you're... Oh, yeah, your neck's there. So, like, the... Yeah. So, you know. And right. The, the barbers are smart enough to get the hell out of the way. And they're not generally after the barbers because the barbers are paying protection money. Mm-hmm. That's a whole thing that I've never, uh, like... Oh, that protection? That baffles me, protection money. You want to get into it? Yeah, we can. We've got three minutes. We can make a whole day out of it tomorrow about Do protection. Do we only have three minutes? That's the clock right there. It's a... St- oh, because I'm... <laughs> I'm so dumb. <laughs> I was going backwards. Oh, you thought I was counting down? <laughs> I was like, we have 12 minutes left. Wow. I'm so dumb. We can make it count oh, down. No, it's okay. I just like, the last time I was like, wow, that wrapped up really fast. That's why, because I was thinking of an opposite. Um, protection money. So like when you are a small business owner in like the, you know, 30s and 40s, you pay, like there are areas of town that certain mafiosos run and you pay them money so that nobody can hurt your business like rob steal attack people in front of your building yeah the official wikipedia definition okay a protection racket is a scheme where a potentially hazardous group guarantees protection from violence looting raiding piracy and other threats posed by them outside the sanction of the law to uh politics that doesn't make any sense. Businesses, individuals, and other entities and groups that pay them in cash or kind. So basically, you start having a problem. And then you go, oh, Uncle Polly, they're messing with my store. Right. You got to take care of it. And Polly says, I don't know what I could do about it. What do you want me to do about it? I don't know. And then he's like, you know what? I'll have some of the guys take a look at it. Right. And all the while, it was Paulie's guys messing with your freaking store in the right. first place. Right. Because Uncle Paulie's a scumbag. Right. Which then, yeah, like trying to get you to pay money to protect. I, I have a, another dumb question for what as you said. Dumb, dumb question, question for, for a dumb, dumb guy. guy. Piracy. 
Like what? How's that involved in the mafia? Like, like my, I think like you know the ships and whatever. They are the 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 mob is the pirates on land. No, when they're talking about mafia piracy, <laughs> they're talking about like ripping off intellectual properties, bootlegging tapes and uh, cassettes and things like that. Piracy. Like. They have cassettes back then? In the 80s. I don't know. CDs oh, the now. 80s. Yeah. It's, in, you know, piracy of the intellectual property. Not of the high um, seas. There's no like Captain Hook of the Yeah, mafia. no. I'm going to have to do some Arr. reading into that later. What piracy can, are you talking about? Well, you what you just read said something about protection against piracy. And when I think like when I think most of these mafia families, I, I think obviously like 30s and 40s. So I'm not thinking like current day. I think you can piracy something on dry land. Let's look up the word. Oh, totally. You can. What's the definition yeah. of piracy? And then we got to get out of here. It's been 15 minutes. Yeah, I just can't figure out like piracy is almost like when you're. Yeah copying something or stealing the intellectual rights to it yeah i just try and figure out how that applies to well it's things the mafia would be protecting a the practice of attacking and robbing ships at sea a practice similar to piracy but in other contexts especially hijacking oh is air piracy and the unauthorized use or reproduction of another's work is software piracy Maybe it was like bootlegging piracy and things like that. You know, they did People's run... People's proprietary blends of things? Well, they would, you know, they Tobacco. would take booze on boats down south during right. Prohibition. Maybe it was real piracy. And I'm sure tobacco sales back then would have been... Legal. A big deal. A really big deal. Like proprietary blends of things that... Cigars that you could only get a certain... In Cuba. Blend. In, in Cuba. Cuba. Okay. All right. We cool. got to go. That makes sense. All right. Unless it's Friday. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Nick. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs>